Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am going to expand on a post that I've written um, that some people, you know, really liked and uh, told me was helpful to them about 10 things to look for in a wife. There's a post I wrote um, a while ago, some years ago. Um, and before I do that, though, if you have not subscribed yet to this podcast, please do because you get access to bonus episodes and um, it makes me happy and it makes me want to record you lots of free podcast episodes in addition to the paid ones because everybody needs a little positive reinforcement. I am, after all, behaviorally trained. Um, And also sign up for my secret Facebook group where you can talk uh, about issues like the ones that I discuss all the time, but with like-minded Dr. Psych Mom followers and there's really some nice people in my group. So thank you for joining if you have joined. Um, Anyhow, now let's get to the heart of the matter here. What you've come here for um, is the podcast. So, all right. So most of my readers are married and some of them, though, are uh, divorced after having been married. And it is really those people to whom I am addressing this podcast. Although if you are married, you can check off how many of these your wife has. And if she has more than, you know, seven, you could send her this podcast and be like, she's awesome. Be like, wow, you're such a good wife. That always goes well. And if things are going to shit then um, in your marriage, then you can actually listen to this podcast and think maybe you picked the wrong person. Maybe it isn't that, you know, in this like crazy thing that people delude themselves with that the person completely changed immediately. No, they didn't. You know, they didn't. There were red flags there from the beginning. So tell yourself, you know, to be honest with yourself. And if you your wife had some of these problems from the beginning, probably the problem, you know, was that you were ignoring problems. And this is nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, you were probably young and stupid, but the person themselves has probably been not very different the whole time, except that her sex drive went down, uh, you know, which I discuss and discuss and discuss, but that does not make her an entirely different person. So speaking of that last one, let's start with number one. Number one is sexual openness. I'm not saying sexual drive. Even the most high sex drive woman when you're dating, her libido can drop within monogamy and frequently does. But sexual openness is something very different. Sexual openness is that you will talk about fantasies, you will talk about sex, you will discuss your sex drive and your preferences and how often you want to have sex and if you masturbate and whatever else. You know, if men have this fantasy that they're going to unlock the sexual um, desire and awareness of a woman and she's going to then be their personal sex goddess, you know, usually like if a woman's going to be a sex goddess, somebody probably got there first, you know, and she's had some, some other sexual partners and she understands herself. So if you are a guy that feels like the number one thing that you're looking for is a woman that has very little sexual history, but you also want a woman who loves sex, 
you know, this, this is uh, frequently impossible unless you want to get into a time machine and meet your uh, beloved in high school, you know, because if you do, then maybe you could find her before she was with anybody else and maybe she'll just like sex with you. But for everybody else, by the way, like if you want a sexually open woman, they're going to have had some other partners before you. So that's just par for the course. Um, the next one is one that I talk about all the time, attractive. Men have to think that their wife is attractive for things to work. They have to think that the wife is hot for things to work. If they don't, they end up very um, kind of sad and yearning for a different sort of relationship in which they were more attracted to their spouse. So if you ever think, well, she's going to be a really good wife and she's going to be a really, um, and she's a really sweet person, but I'm not attracted to her at all, please let her go and let her go be with somebody else that is going to be attracted to her because everybody can find somebody. And if that person is not you, then the woman does not deserve to feel less than to you forever. And she will pick up on it. All right. The next one that I've seen, and all of these, by the way, are not just being uh, pulled out of my ass. They are from all of my clinical observation for, you know, many years, over a dozen years now in private practice working with couples. And so this next one is drawn directly from couples I see who um, are not in this situation and struggling because of it, which is education and really intelligence level and education level um, similar to yours. So while it used to be commonplace for men to be more educated than their wives, I don't usually see this working out anymore. You know, I mean, it, it's a it's a real big difference when somebody has a hell of a lot more education and work experience than their spouse. Um, if you are somebody who is really um, particularly um a verbally intelligent person, like you're a lawyer, you're a writer, you're something that's very verbally intelligent, and you do not respect the uh, ability to banter and verbally joust of your spouse, and you're like bored by their ability to carry on a conversation and you don't respect their intelligence, it's not going to go very well. People that can outthink their wives um, in today's day and age um, usually kind of end up either cheating with or being at the very least tempted to cheat with their work wives who they do respect the intelligence of. So make sure that you find your wife very smart. You know, people say that guys don't want a woman smarter than them. Every guy I've ever met that thinks that their wife is smarter than them is fucking proud of it, you know? And um, I've said repeatedly that men like high-achieving women, and there are some that are too insecure to like high-achieving women, um, that there are some, I don't mean a lot of them, but there are some that are too insecure, but rarely, like even rarer than that, is a man that deeply yearns to uh, have a stupid wife, you know, like nobody really does. Men really like to think that their wife is smart and, um, even smarter than them. And so, yeah, I mean, keep this in mind and definitely respect your wife's intelligence. And if you want kids, I mean, let's think clearly, like you may like if like, uh, you know, your wife looks up to you cause you're so smart, but do you, do you really, um, want her, you know, to, not be as smart as you when she's teaching your children and, you know, they're getting half of her intelligence? No. Like, definitely everybody in the world, this is not even a man-woman thing, everybody should go for somebody that they think is really smart, you know, and that is based on whatever kind of smart they are, somebody who they think is equivalent. 
Next, um, in-laws that allow the woman to become a separate adult. There are so many women who are like still daddy's little girl. They're like 45. Don't marry them. <laughs> really, like this is going to stress you the fuck out, you know, for your whole life. You're going to feel like you're competing with um, her dad. And if, if this is the type of woman that is like just asking her parents for advice before she turns to you, I have seen this go very, very awry. And um, whether or not the so this isn't the in-laws fault. You know, like, I mean, they they do what they do. If your wife or the woman that you want to become your wife does not herself want to individuate and be independent from her family, that is the red flag. I mean, they may be trying to visit every 10 seconds and give her advice on everything, but she's got to maintain some separate boundaries and want to be a separate adult and want to start a family with you that does not involve, like, you know, um, basically still acting like she's a child living in their house. So, if the in-laws try to keep her in a little girl role and she kind of agrees and stays in a little girl role, then that is not a good scene and it's not going to be good for your relationship. All right, number five, not much drama. Like everybody knows the guys who say, oh, I hate drama, and then they end up with all these dramatic women. Don't marry one of them at least. At least don't be that stupid, right? If you have an incredible amount of drama with somebody that you are dating, think about how this is going to go in front of your kids one day. You want to be like parents that are like traumatizing your children by throwing shit at each other and having horrible fights. No, you don't. So if there's too much drama with the woman that you're dating, that should not be the woman that you marry. Maybe that is a fun dalliance, but that should not be who you really marry. And if you are continually drawn to dramatic women who are constantly angry with you, well, there may be something that you are doing. Who's the common denominator in that? I would get your ass into therapy yesterday and figure out why all these quote-unquote crazy women are being drawn to you because it's not because you're so normal. All right, next, um, six is you both want kids and the same number. I have people in therapy fighting uh, so such a sad thing when one wants another child and the other doesn't, and they both have great reasons, and then they go back and they're like, oh, we never really talked about this. We both assumed we would be on the same page. Now, my people after divorce probably are not looking to have more children usually, or that isn't a deal breaker if they don't, but if people are listening who have not had their children in the first place and want them... Do not ever think somebody's going to want kids because you convince them into it. Don't ever think they're going to change their mind. What's a worst case scenario is they don't. They're telling you they, they don't want kids, then they don't want kids. If they're saying they just want one kid and you want more than one kid, this is not the right person. Particularly a woman that does not want kids. If you're a man that wants kids, this just isn't going to work. I mean, in actuality, I have seen some men convinced to have kids. I have not really seen in my practice women that were convinced to have kids that end up happy. They don't end up happy. There are more men that get convinced. And I guess they are not really as convinced as much than like they were convinced to do it sooner maybe than they wanted or something. But when a woman decides to go against all social pressure to have kids, which is big for women, and to be child free, don't assume she's going to change her mind. I could link you to a post I wrote about this. A guy wrote in and his wife never wanted kids and she still doesn't. And he's upset about it. 
I mean, you know, she's been consistent. Like, she doesn't want kids. It's not going to change. It's a sad situation, but it could have been avoided. Number seven, you're both on board with whether she will work after having kids. This is a big deal. Like, if you want a stay-at-home wife and she doesn't want to be a stay-at-home wife, this is going to go very south. You know, she is not going to be happy with you. You're not going to be happy with her. There are plenty of women who do want to stay home and raise kids and plenty of women that want to work. Whichever one you want should be the one that you, um, the you know, the viewpoint of the woman that you marry, because this, so, so let's say you're a man, you grew up with a wonderful stay at home mom, mother, and you always thought that your kids would get the same experience. If you are somehow waiting for uh, your workaholic wife to have some come to Jesus moment upon seeing your newborn baby, you are going to be sadly, sadly disappointed. This is a major thing to think about in terms of, of future compatibility and the entire structure of your family. Right. I mean, and also, by the way, this should go without saying, I guess it doesn't go without saying, but if you, for example, fall in love, let's say you always wanted a woman who was a stay at home mom and now you meet a a woman who's extremely into her career you're allowed to change your mind. You know, you're, you can realize, oh, some things of these on this list are my own sticking points and I want to work on them, maybe even in counseling and I want to get to a place where I can, I can feel different. People can always decide that they want to feel different or have different things that, that they value. With the exception of that attractive one, I'll, I'll be for real with you. There's no therapist in the world that's going to convince you that a woman is attractive that you don't think is attractive, nor should they be trying to. That would not be therapy. That would be weird. But all of these other things, like um, if you like fall in love with a woman, right, and you um, uh, always thought that you would, you're a lawyer and you always thought you'd marry another lawyer, and then you fall in love with a woman who is a um, uh, math teacher and she never likes to have these long drawn out conversations. She has a totally different brain than you do, a mathy brain. And uh, you're like, um, you, you think, oh my God, this is so different than somebody I could ever love, but this is the person who I'm in love with. Maybe you're just really rigid, you know? I mean, honestly, maybe you're rigid about a lot of things and maybe this is the right woman for you. People can change. People can always change and grow. Again, with the exception from what I've seen um, of whether there's chemistry or physical attraction. But on these things, you can change or grow. But what I'm saying is if you don't want to change and grow, do not go into these bullet points thinking that it will be okay slash your wife will change and grow. No, 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 no. Either you got to change and grow and make peace with things yourself or you don't marry this person. Don't either think, A, I'm going to put my head in the sand and pretend this isn't a problem or B, she'll just change her mind or grow more accommodating or more flexible. So I should have said that at the beginning, but I said it now. Next one, extroversion or introversion that you appreciate. You do not have to be both extroverts or both introverts. You know, what you do have to do is not hate the person's extroversion or introversion and or you have to realize that you may be in the honeymoon stage right now when you think it's cute that they're much more of an extrovert slash introvert than you but that eventually it may become an issue and you got to kind of uh, accept and proactively deal with the fact that this may turn into a greater incompatibility in the future if you open your eyes to that as a problem then you'll be ahead of the game so there's a lot of women for example that are very 
extroverted and marry a guy that doesn't really like to do anything ever and she thinks it's cute in the honeymoon stage, those women end up really unhappy if they really, um, you know, later in life have somebody who never goes out with them ever, you know? And so another way to deal with these differences is to commit to being flexible with one another and for the extrovert to trying to stay at home more and the introvert trying to go out more. There are plenty of couples that make this work, but not if their entire identity is based upon their extroversion slash introversion and the other one is the opposite and neither one will come to the middle. And then just to be humorous, um, but also to amplify this importance of this, uh, for number 10, I wrote sex again. And I said, this is so important for men that I'm giving it another position on the list. Specifically, look out for these key issues as they will never improve. If she doesn't like to kiss you, if she finds your penis disgusting, if she says sex isn't important to her, if there is sexual abuse in her past that she refuses to get treatment for or even acknowledge as potentially important, if she jumps up to shower after sex and never really seems to like it, if she has told you that she has done more sexual things with previous partners than she does with you or wants to do with you, if she laughs at or condescends to your need for sex and thinks of you as a dirty animal, if she exhibits zero public displays of affection, such as a woman who will not kiss you goodbye on the lips in front of her friends at age 25, she is unlikely to kiss you on the lips or anywhere else in front of her own kids with you at age 30, and she is unlikely to ever want sex when the kids are anywhere in the house at age 35. So that pretty much sums it up. You know, sexual openness is super, super, super important for men when they look for wives. And maybe next time I will do my podcast on the companion piece about what women should look for in husbands. But hopefully either you're in a situation where your wife ticks off a lot of these boxes or you now know or have clarified some more of what you may need to look for if you are a single man. And um, if you're in a situation where you're like, holy shit, my wife is like um, completely wrong for me, then what am I going to say, everybody? Couples counseling. Actually, no, that's not what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say is individual counseling could really help you figure out whether you're just in a bad place, whether you're just kind of in a depressed mood and you're seeing everything like shit, or whether your wife is really not and has never really been a good match for you and how to reconcile um, that realization with your reality of your relationship. So, I mean, I didn't say it would be an easy answer. I just said, you know, there was an answer. That's my answer. Okay, guys. I hope you enjoyed this and that it helped you think differently about relationships, which is always my goal. And please do subscribe to both the things I told you about. And I will talk to everybody soon.